0: Hey everyone, it is I, D.B. Spitzer. Welcome once again to Black Clock Audio Tales, always hosted by BunnySlippers.com and FoundItemClothing.com. Check out the Wooly Bully Highland Cow Slippers. I know they're just called Highland Cow Slippers, but I can't help saying Wooly Bully. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you are all feeling well. Just to let you know, I am going to start Just uploading as many of these Oz books as possible, just so people have stuff to listen to. If you have kids and you want them to listen to something that's not going to have a bunch of scary or weird stuff in it, eh, you might want to go elsewhere. No, I'm kidding. Oz, the Oz books generally are pretty children safe. There may be a few spooky parts here and there, but you know what? Everyone gets through at the end. There's every story has Dorothy with a little animal and some friends, and you know it's fun stuff. It's it's fun stuff. You know, I've been holding stuff together. I've been baking bread, making pasta, canning stuff, brewing. Um, and then I've been doing stuff that I don't normally do. <laughs> you know, the anxiety and the food stuff. That's I'm always doing that stuff. But lately I have been constructing instruments out of junk. You can check that stuff out on Instagram. I'm currently working on a couple of canjos and a uh, cigar box ukulele. Ukulele. Whatever you want to call it if you are interested in that kind of stuff, or if you want to check out and help the show by, I don't know, going to our Patreon at patreon.pgttcm.com or however you get to Patreon. I can't remember. Uh, you can also go to pgttcm.com, find out how to help our show by buying shirts. We're going to have some Dave's underground goat shenanigans shirts coming up pretty soon from, uh, Shirts for or- Oleander, Wash, uh, Oregon, and shirts for Uncle Owen's Goat Farm. Coming up in Los Futuro. Oh, man, my Spanish is terrible. But it shouldn't be because I've been watching DuckTales and Troll Movie and all that other fun stuff in Spanish. Um, Libra soy, Libra soy. Yes. I hope you're all doing well. I keep saying I hope you're all doing well because I do hope you're all doing well. I can tell that a lot more people are listening. And thank you all for all of our new listeners. You guys are awesome. You ladies, everyone, Um, and anyone in between. I think you're all great. And, you know, I, I, I hope you're coming up with new recipes. I hope you've all watched Tiger King and all that fun stuff. And, you know, everything else that everyone else is talking about. Me, I'm going through old books working on stuff outside, trying to stay away from TV and just listening to podcasts, but listening to a lot of doughboys and small-town dicks. Quite the juxtaposition. (laughs) All right, here we go with L. Frank Bombside, it right this time, Road to Oz.
1: Chapter 13, The Truth Pond. They now made a more careful examination of the country around them, All was fresh and beautiful after the sultriness of the desert, and the sunshine and sweet, crisp air were delightful to the wanderers. Little mounds of yellowish-green were away at the right, while on the left waved a group of tall, leafy trees that looked like tassels and pom-poms. Among the grasses carpeting the ground were pretty buttercups and cowslips and marigolds. After looking at these a moment... "'Dorothy said reflectively, "'We must be in the country of the Winkies, "'for the color of that country is yellow, "'and you will notice that most everything here is yellow "'that has any color at all.' "'But I thought this was the land of Oz,' "'replied the shaggy man, as if greatly disappointed. "'So it is,' she declared. "'But there are four parts to the land of Oz. "'The north country is purple, "'and it's the country of the Gillikins. "'The east country is blue,' And that's the country of the Munchkins. Down at the south is the red country of the Quadlings. And here in the west, the yellow country of the Winkies. This is the part that is ruled by the Tin Woodman, you know. Who's he? asked Button Bright. Why, he's the Tin Woodman I told you about. His name is Nick Chopper, and he has a lovely heart given him by the wonderful wizard. Where does he live? asked the boy. The wizard, oh, he lives in the Emerald City, which is just in the middle of Oz, where the corners of the four countries meet. Oh, said Button Bright, puzzled by this explanation. We must be some distance from the Emerald City, remarked the shaggy man. That's true, she replied. So we'd better start on and see if we can find any of the Winkies. They're nice people, she continued, as the little party began walking toward the group of trees. And I came here once with my friends, the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman and the Cowardly Lion, to fight a wicked witch who had made all the Winkies her slaves. Did you conquer her? asked Polly. Why, I melted her with a bucket of water, and that was the end of her, replied Dorothy. After that, the people were free, you know, and they made Nick Chopper, that's the Tin Woodman, their emperor. What's that? asked Button Bright. "'Emperor, oh, it's something like an alderman, I think.' "'Oh,' said the boy. "'But I thought Princess Ozma ruled Oz,' said the shaggy man. "'So she does. "'She rules the Emerald City and all the four countries of Oz, "'but each country has another little ruler, not so big as Ozma. "'It's like the officers of an army, you see. "'The little rulers are all captains, and Ozma's the general.' By this time they had reached the trees, which stood in a perfect circle and just far enough so that their thick branches touched, or shook hands, as Button Bright remarked. Under the shade of the trees they found in the center of the circle a crystal pool, its waters as still as glass. It must have been deep, too, for when Polychrome bent over it she gave a little sigh of pleasure. "'Why, it's a mirror!' she cried. For she could see all her pretty face and fluffy rainbow tinted gown reflected in the pool, as natural as life. Dorothy bent over, too, and began to arrange her hair, blown by the desert wind, into straggling tangles. Button Bright leaned over the edge next, and then began to cry, for the sight of his fox head frightened the poor little fellow. I guess I won't look, remarked the shaggy man sadly. For he didn't like his donkey head either. While Polly and Dorothy tried to comfort Button Bright, the shaggy man sat down near the edge of the pool, where his image could not be reflected, and stared at the water thoughtfully. As he did this, he noticed a silver plate fastened to a rock just under the surface of the water, and on the silver plate was engraved these words, The Truth Pond. Ah, cried the shaggy man, springing to his feet with eager joy. We've found it at last. Found what? asked Dorothy, running to him. The truth pond. Now at last I may get rid of this frightful head, for we were told, you remember, that only the truth pond could restore to me my proper face. Me too, shouted Button Bright, trotting up to them. Of course, said Dorothy. It will cure you both of your bad heads, I guess. Isn't it lucky we found it? It is indeed, replied the shaggy man. I hated dreadfully to go to Princess Ozma looking like this, and she's to have a birthday celebration, too. Just then a splash startled them, for Button Bright, in his anxiety to see the pool that would cure him, had stepped too near the edge and tumbled heels overhead into the water. Down he went, out of sight entirely. "'so that only his sailor-hat floated on the top of the truth-pond. "'He soon bobbed up, and the shaggy man seized him by his sailor-collar "'and dragged him to the shore, dripping and gasping for breath. "'They all looked upon the boy wonderingly, "'for the fox-head, with its sharp nose and pointed ears, was gone.' And in its place appeared the chubby, round face and blue eyes and pretty curls that had belonged to Button right before King Dox of Foxville transformed him. Oh, what a darling! cried Polly, and would have hugged the little one had he not been so wet. Their joyful exclamations made the child rub the water out of his eyes, and look at his friends questioningly. You're all right now, dear, said Dorothy. Come and look at yourself. She led him to the pool, and although there were still a few ripples on the surface of the water, he could see his reflection plainly. "'It's me,' he said, in a pleased yet odd whisper. "'Of course it is,' replied the girl. "'And we're all as glad as you are, Button-bright.' "'Well,' announced the shaggy man, "'it's my turn next.' He took off his shaggy coat, and laid it on the grass, and dived headfirst into the truth-pond." When he came up, the donkey head had disappeared, and the shaggy man's own shaggy head was in its place, with the water dripping in little streams from his shaggy whiskers. He scrambled ashore and shook himself to get off some of the wet, and then leaned over the pool to look admiringly at his reflected face. "'I may not be strictly beautiful even now,' he said to his companions, who watched him with smiling faces. But I'm so much handsomer than any donkey that I feel as proud as I can be. You're all right, Shaggy Man, declared Dorothy, and Button Bright is all right, too. So let's thank the Truth Pond for being so nice and start on our journey to the Emerald City. I hate to leave it, murmured the Shaggy Man with a sigh. A Truth Pond wouldn't be a bad thing to carry around with us. But he put on his coat and started with the others in search of someone to direct them on their way. End of chapter 13 Hey
0: everyone, thank you for listening to The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum or Frank L. Baum. I keep mixing that up. Hey, do you want to help keep things straight? Why don't you go to Facebook or, I don't know, Instagram... Check out PGTTCM and Black Clock Audio Tales. You can also, also, also help out the show by rate, reviewing, and subscribing. Wherever you rate, review, and subscribe, tell your friends about it. Be like, hey, there's this annoying guy that has a podcast where there's books read. He doesn't read them. He gets people who can actually uh, read, do it. So, yeah, check that out. And, again, I hope you're all doing well. Support the show. That gives you something to
1: listen. Chapter 14, TikTok and Billina, They had not walked far across the flower-strewn meadows when they came upon a fine road leading toward the northwest and winding gracefully among the pretty yellow hills. That way, said Dorothy, must be the direction of the Emerald City. We'd better follow the road until we meet someone or come to a house. The sun soon-dried button Bright's sailor suit and the shaggy man's shaggy clothes "'and so pleased were they at regaining their own heads "'that they did not mind at all the brief discomfort of getting wet. "'It's good to be able to whistle again,' remarked the shaggy man, "'for those donkey lips were so thick I could not whistle a note with them. "'He warbled a tune as merrily as any bird. "'You look more natural at the birthday celebration, too,' said Dorothy, "'happy in seeing her friends so happy.' Polychrome was dancing ahead in her usual sprightly manner, whirling gaily along the smooth level road, until she passed from sight around the curve of one of the mounds. Suddenly they heard her exclaim, Oh, and she appeared again, running toward them at full speed. What's the matter, Polly? asked Dorothy, perplexed. There was no need for the rainbow's daughter to answer, for turning the bend in the road there came advancing slowly toward them a funny round man, made of burnished copper, gleaming brightly in the sun. Perched on the copper man's shoulder sat a yellow hen with fluffy feathers and a pearl necklace around her throat. "'Oh, tick-tock!' cried Dorothy, running forward. When she came to him, the copper man lifted the little girl in his copper arms and kissed her cheek with his copper lips. "'Oh, Belina!' cried Dorothy in a glad voice and the yellow hen flew to her arms to be hugged and petted by turns. The others were curiously crowding around the group, and the girl said to them, "'It's Tick-Tock and Belina, and oh, I'm so glad to see them again.' "'Welcome to Oz,' said the copper man in a monotonous voice. Dorothy sat right down in the road, the yellow hen in her arms, and began to stroke Belina's back said the hen. "'Dorothy, dear, I've got some wonderful news to tell you.' "'Tell it quick, Bellina,' said the girl. Just then Toto, who had been growling to himself in a cross way, gave a sharp bark and flew at the yellow hen, who ruffled her feathers and let out such an angry screech that Dorothy was startled. "'Stop, Toto, stop that this minute,' she commanded. "'Can't you see that Bellina is my friend?' In spite of this warning, had she not grabbed Toto quickly by the neck, the little dog would have done the yellow hen a mischief, and even now he struggled madly to escape Dorothy's grasp. She slapped his ears once or twice and told him to behave, and the yellow hen flew to TikTok's toks shoulder again where she was safe. "'What a brute!' croaked Billina, glaring down at the little dog. "'Toto isn't a brute,' replied Dorothy, "'but at home Uncle Henry has to whip him sometimes for chasing the chickens. "'Now look here, Toto,' she added, holding up her finger and speaking sternly to him. "'You've got to understand that Billina is one of my dearest friends "'and mustn't be hurt, now or ever.' "'Toto wagged his tail as if he understood. "'The miserable thing can't talk,' said Billina with a sneer. "'Yes, he can,' replied Dorothy. "'He talks with his tail, and I know everything he says. "'If you could wag your tail, Billina, you wouldn't need words to talk.' "'Nonsense,' said Billina. "'It isn't nonsense at all. "'Just now Toto says he's sorry, and that he'll try to love you for my sake. "'Don't you, Toto?' "'Ow, wow," said Toto, wagging his tail again. "'But I have such wonderful news for you, Dorothy,' cried the yellow hen. "'I've—' "'Wait a minute, dear,' interrupted the little girl. "'I've got to introduce you all first. "'That's manners, Billina. "'This,' turning to her traveling companions, "'is Mr. Tick-Tock, who works by machinery, "'cause his thoughts wind up, and his talk winds up, "'and his actions winds up like a clock.' "'Do they all wind up together?' asked the shaggy man. "'No, each one separate, but he works just lovely.' And Tik-Tok was a good friend to me once and saved my life, and Bellina's life, too. Is he alive? asked Button-Bright, looking hard at the Copper Man. Oh, no, but his machinery makes him just as good as alive. She turned to the Copper Man and said politely, Mr. Tik-Tok, these are my new friends, the Shaggy Man and Polly the Rainbow's daughter, and Button-Bright and Toto. Only Toto isn't a new friend, cause he's been to Oz before. The copper man bowed low, removing his copper hat as he did so. I'm very pleased to meet Dorothy's fir. Here he stopped short. Oh, I guess his speech needs winding," said the little girl, running behind the copper man to get the key off a hook at his back. She wound him up in a place under his right arm, and he went on to say, Pardon me for running down. I was a about to say I am pleased to meet Dora. These friends, who must be my friends. The words were somewhat jerky, but plain to understand. And this is Bellina, continued Dorothy, introducing the yellow hen, and they all bowed to her in turn. "'I've such wonderful news,' said the hen, turning her head so that one bright eye looked full at Dorothy. "'What is it, dear?' asked the girl. "'I've hatched out ten of the loveliest chicks you ever saw.' "'Oh, how nice! And where are they, Billina?" "'I left them at home, but they're beauties, I assure you, and all wonderfully clever. I've named them Dorothy.' "'Which one?' asked the girl. "'All of them,' replied Billina. "'That's funny.' "'Why did you name them all with the same name?' "'It was so hard to tell them apart,' explained the hen. "'Now when I called Dorothy they all come running to me in a bunch. "'It's much easier, after all, than having a separate name for each.' "'I'm just dying to see them, said Dorothy eagerly. "'But tell me, my friends, how did you happen to be here, "'in the country of the Winkies, the first of all to meet us?' I'll tell you, answered Tick-Tock in his monotonous voice, all the sounds of his words being on one level. Princess Ozma saw you in her magic picture and knew you were coming here, so she sent Belina and me to welcome you, as she could not come herself, so that fizz dig gob "'Good gracious, what's the matter now?' cried Dorothy, as the Copper Man continued to babble these unmeaning words, which no one could understand at all, because they had no sense. "'Don't know,' said Button Bright, who was half scared. Polly whirled away to a distance and turned to look at the Copper Man in a fright. "'His thoughts have run down this time,' remarked Billina composedly, as she sat on Tik tocks shoulder and pruned her sleek feathers." When he can't think he can't talk properly any more than you can. You'll have to wind up his thoughts, Dorothy, or else I'll have to finish his story myself." Dorothy ran around and got the key again and wound up Tik Tok under his left arm, after which he could speak plainly again. "'Pardon me,' he said, but when my thoughts run down my speech has no meaning, for words are formed only by thoughts. "'I was about to say that Ozma sent us to welcome you "'and to invite you to come straight to the Emerald City. "'She was too busy to come herself, "'for she is preparing for her birthday celebration, "'which is to be a grand affair.' "'I've heard of it,' said Dorothy. "'And I'm glad we've come in time to attend.' "'Is it far from here to the Emerald City?' "'Not very far,' answered Tick-Tock, "'and we have plenty of time. "'Tonight we will stop at the Palace of the Tin Woodman, "'and tomorrow night we will arrive at the Emerald City.' "Goody!" cried Dorothy. "'I'd like to see dear Nick Chopper again. "'How's his heart?' "'It's fine,' said Bellina. "'The tin woodman says it gets softer and kindlier every day. "'He's waiting at his castle to welcome you, Dorothy, "'but he couldn't come with us "'because he's getting polished as bright as possible for Ozma's party.' "'Well then,' said Dorothy, "'let's start on and we can talk more as we go.' They proceeded on their journey in a friendly group, for Polychrome had discovered that the copper man was harmless and was no longer afraid of him. Button Bright was also reassured, and took quite a fancy to TikTok. He wanted the clockwork man to open himself, so that he might see the wheels go round, but that was a thing TikTok could not do. Button Bright then wanted to wind up the copper man, and Dorothy promised he should do so as soon as any part of the machinery ran down. This pleased Button Bright, who held fast to one of Tick-Tock's copper hands as he trudged along the road, while Dorothy walked on the other side of her old friend, and Billina perched by turns upon his shoulder or his copper hat. Polly once more joyously danced ahead, and Toto ran after her, barking with glee. The shaggy man was left to walk behind, but he didn't seem to mind a bit, and whistled merrily, and looked curiously upon the pretty scenes they passed. At last they came to a hilltop, from which the tin castle of Nick Chopper could plainly be seen, its towers glistening magnificently under the rays of the declining sun. "'How pretty!' exclaimed Dorothy. "'I've never seen the emperor's new house before.' "'He built it because the old castle was damp and likely to rust his tin body,' said All those towers and steeples and domes and gables took a lot of tin, as you can see. Is it a toy? asked Button Bright softly. No, dear, answered Dorothy. It's better than that. It's the fairy dwelling of a fairy prince. End of chapter 14. Chapter 15 The Emperor's Tin Castle. The grounds around Nick Chopper's new house were laid out in pretty flower beds, with fountains of crystal water and statues of tin representing the Emperor's personal friends. Dorothy was astonished and delighted to find a tin statue of herself standing on a tin pedestal at a bend in the avenue leading up to the entrance. It was life-size and showed her in her sunbonnet with her basket on her arm, just as she had first appeared in the land of Oz. "'Oh, Toto, you're there too!' she exclaimed. And sure enough, there was the tin figure of Toto lying at the tin Dorothy's feet. Also Dorothy saw figures of the Scarecrow, and the Wizard, and Ozma, and many others, including TikTok. They reached the grand tin entrance to the tin castle, and the tin woodman himself came running out of the door to embrace little Dorothy and give her a glad welcome. He welcomed her friends as well, and the rainbow's daughter he declared to be the loveliest vision his tin eyes had ever beheld. He patted Button Bright's curly head tenderly, for he was fond of children, and turned to the shaggy man and shook both his hands at the same time. Nick Chopper, the emperor of the Winkies, who was also known throughout the land of Oz as the Tin Woodman, was certainly a remarkable person. He was neatly made, all of tin, nicely soldered at the joints, and his various limbs were cleverly hinged to his body so that he could use them nearly as well as if they had been common flesh. Once, he told the shaggy man, he had been made of all flesh and bones, as other people are, and then he chopped wood in the forests to earn his living. But the axe slipped so often and cut off parts of him, which he had replaced with tin, that finally there was no flesh left, nothing but tin. So he became a real tin woodman. The wonderful Wizard of Oz had given him an excellent heart to replace his old one, and he didn't mind it all being tin. Everyone loved him, he loved everyone, and he was therefore as happy as the day was long. The emperor was proud of his new tin castle, and showed his visitors through all the rooms. Every bit of the furniture was made of brightly polished tin. The tables, chairs, beds, and all, even the floors and walls, were of tin. I suppose, said he, that there are no cleverer tinsmiths in all the world than the Winkies. It would be hard to match this castle in Kansas, wouldn't it, little Dorothy? Very hard, replied the child gravely. "'It must have cost a lot of money,' remarked the Shaggy Man. "'Money? Money and Oz!" cried the Tin Woodman. "'What a queer idea! "'Do you suppose we are so vulgar as to use money here?' "'Why not?' asked the Shaggy Man. "'If we used money to buy things with instead of love and kindness "'and the desire to please one another, "'then we should be no better than the rest of the world,' "'declared the Tin Woodman.' "'Fortunately, money is not known in the land of Oz at all. "'We have no rich and no poor, "'for what one wishes the others all try to give him "'in order to make him happy, "'and no one in all Oz cares to have more than he can use.' "'Good!' cried the shaggy man, greatly pleased to hear this. "'I also despise money. "'A man in Butterfield owes me fifteen cents, "'and I will not take it from him.' The land of Oz is surely the most favored land in all the world, and its people the happiest. I should like to live here always. The tin woodman listened with respectful attention. Already he loved the shaggy man, although he did not yet know of the love magnet, so he said, If you can prove to the Princess Ozma that you are honest and true and worthy of our friendship, you may indeed live here all your days and be happy as we are. I'll try to prove that," said the shaggy man earnestly. And now, continued the emperor, you must all go to your rooms and prepare for dinner, which will presently be served in the grand tin dining hall. I'm sorry, shaggy man, that I cannot offer you a change of clothing. But I dress only in tin myself, and I suppose that would not suit you. I care little about dress, said the shaggy man indifferently. So I should imagine, replied the emperor with true politeness. They were shown to their rooms and permitted to make such toilets as they could, and soon they assembled again in the grand tin dining hall, even Toto being present. For the emperor was fond of Dorothy's little dog. And the girl explained to her friends that in Oz all animals were treated with as much consideration as the people, if they behave themselves, she added. Toto behaved himself and sat in a tin high chair beside Dorothy and ate his dinner from a tin platter. Indeed, they all ate from tin dishes, but these were of pretty shapes and brightly polished. Dorothy thought they were just as good as silver. Button-bright looked curiously at the man who had no appetite inside him, for the tin woodman, although he had prepared so fine a feast for his guests, ate not a mouthful himself, sitting patiently in his place to see that all built so they could eat were well and plentifully served. What pleased Button-bright most about the dinner was the tin orchestra that played sweet music while the company ate. The players were not ten being just ordinary winkies but the instruments they played upon were all ten ten trumpets, ten fiddles, ten drums and cymbals and flutes and horns and all They played so nicely the shining emperor waltz composed expressly in honor of the ten Woodman by Mr. H. M. Wogglebug, T.E. that Polly could not resist dancing to it After she had tasted a few dewdrops freshly gathered for her, she danced gracefully to the music, while the others finished their repast. And when she whirled until her fleecy draperies of rainbow hues enveloped her like a cloud, the tin woodman was so delighted that he clapped his tin hands until the noise of them drowned out the sound of the cymbals. Altogether it was a merry meal— "'although Polychrome ate little and the host nothing at all. "'I'm sorry the Rainbow's daughter missed her mist cakes,' "'said the tin woodman to Dorothy. "'But by a mistake Miss Polly's mist cakes were mislaid "'and not missed until now. "'I'll try to have some for her breakfast.' "'They spent the evening telling stories, "'and the next morning left the splendid tin castle "'and set out upon the road to the Emerald City. "'The tin woodman went with them, of course,' having by this time been so brightly polished that he sparkled like silver. His axe, which he always carried with him, had a steel blade that was tin-plated, and a handle covered with tin-plate beautifully engraved and set with diamonds. The Winkies assembled before the castle gates and cheered their emperor as he marched away, and it was easy to see that they all loved him dearly. End of chapter 15